You're listening to The Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network, ronanddon.com. All right, look out now. Here we come. It's The Ron and Don Show. And guess what? Les Schwab heard your plea. And now we got three. How about that? Three episodes of The Ron and Don Show dropping every week. We are so pumped. We are so excited that Les Schwab reached out to us and said, you know what? We want to sponsor the Ron and Don podcast. And so today I can tell you that this radio program, this podcast, episode number 24, is brought to you by our great friends at Les Schwab, Les Schwab Tires. And don't forget, 85 incredible locations to serve you in Western Washington. And the thing I love about them is the Les Schwab Best Tire Value Promise. For the life of the tire, everything's free. It's not like those other guys where you walk across the street, you buy all these crazy certificates, and the next thing you know, you're spending more money on getting those tires serviced than you did on the tires themselves. I, I tried to be a big shot one time. I was like, yeah, I'm Ron from the Ron. I was like, dude, I got my tire fixed for free, too. I was like, oh. At Les Schwab. At Les Schwab. They yeah. just do it for everyone. Well, everyone's a big deal, though. They yeah. are. That's everyone's true. a big deal. So anyway, thanks to Les Schwab. They're on board, and now we're dropping three episodes of the Ron and Don Show, the Ron and Don Podcast, each and every week. And Ron, when are those going to drop, and how can people subscribe? Yeah, it's going to be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And so all you got to do is go to the podcast player of your choice, whether that's iTunes is the biggest by far, but also Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, all of those, Google Play, they all get uh, quite a few plays. So just go out, hit the subscribe button, and it will automatically show up in your feed. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this because it's Veterans Day. My son is actually with us because we're recording this on a Monday. And the first thing he said to me when I got up is happy uh, Veterans Day. He also just did a Veterans Day uh, assembly that he doesn't want to talk about because he had to do hand motions. And when you're nine years old, you're not pumped about doing hand motions. I understand it So I I totally get that. I understand. And I wish he didn't have to do hand motions. But you do uh, when you're not. It's part of the deal. That's expected as assembly. What's kind of unique is Ron and I, before we got here today, we stopped by... Uh, a friend of ours, his name is Peter, and he's actually listing his home with us in Ballard, and he is a veteran, a Navy veteran, and I had sent this story to you, and when you first saw Peter today, when I walked in and you guys were having a conversation, I think you were having a conversation about Veterans Day. What I'm wondering, though, is there's some new research out that says if if you see a veteran and you tell them, thank you for your service... The majority of veterans, and this is a good reminder to all of us on Veterans Day, the majority of veterans are uncomfortable with that. Yeah, this surprised me because I, I do this all the time, and it made me a little self-conscious, when, especially when I see someone in uniform or I see someone, a lot of times you'll see an older gentleman or lady that has a hat on that has the name of their vessel or a name of a base or something on it or even a name of a conflict on the on the hat, and so you say thank you for your service, or you'll see a patch on a jacket, that sort of thing. I've done this for years, and so it surprised me. This is the Cohen uh, Veterans Network did this study uh, with military personnel, and they said, 49% say that they feel uneasy when someone says thank you for their service, even though 91% of Americans, that's the phrase they use. So it's, be, it's become so popular that it's basically meaningless now. So then they went back and they asked these veterans, well, what, would, what can people do? They, they would like to express a sentiment to you, especially people like me that have never served. Mm-hmm. What, what can they do? What should they do? And it's very, very simple. There was a couple things, and this was like, well, my God, it makes it complete sense. First thing, they said, instead of just saying, thank you for the sh- your service, they say, get to ask them about their specific story. 
What branch are you in? Where did you go to basic? Where were you stationed? What was your job? What and was I your, guess, M- your MOS is your job. Well, that's only Army, because I asked that to Peter. Oh, he said, Yeah, in the, in the Navy or Air Force, it's not called MOS. But if they were in Army, mm-hmm. you could say, what's your MOS, like your actual job description? Mm-hmm. And they said, so that way you show an interest to them in their story and not just this nebulous, quote-unquote, service. You can go, oh, you were on an aircraft carrier? Wow. Like, what did you do there? Where did you go? How long were you out? It's going to open the door to follow-up questions. And they said that that's the biggest, the number one thing that the respondent said. Take an interest in my story. Not just this, um, you serve the country, but what about my story? That was very cool. And then the second thing he said um, in this study is actually go out and maybe give back to a veteran's organization. So instead of a blanket, thank you for your service, maybe you could volunteer. Maybe uh, there's like all kinds of programs. If you're an outdoorsman, there's veterans groups that go outdoors. If you're into education, there's veterans groups for education. If you're uh, in HR, there's veterans groups that, that are for hiring. Like you can go across the spectrum, veterans groups and pets. There's all kinds of veterans groups that are involved in these different slices of life. So he said that you can do that uh, or you can actually just give back to a veterans group and then you have something to talk about uh, instead of just saying thank you for your service. So I'm trying to take this to heart today and not just say thank you for your so service. So what did you say to Peter when you saw him? Because you guys were talking about Veterans Day and his time on an aircraft carrier, I think, when I walked in. Yeah, like, I didn't know that he served on an aircraft carrier. Yeah. And he, he taught me that in, in, the, in the Navy, they don't say MOS. Okay. Uh, they say a different thing. Did you I, say Happy Veterans Day to him, though? I, I, I did say Happy Veterans Day, and then I said, I read this study. Okay. It said that most veterans, and he said, yeah. He goes, I feel uncomfortable with that, too, because what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? And, and so, no, he didn't say, what am I supposed to do? He, he's like, what do you what do? You do it like it, it it's just a little awkward but if you'd ask me specific questions about my deployment uh and when he served then it opens up all sorts of uh, storylines on yeah. that can, so, I, can i say something else too that my sure. brother's doing that's really cool so my brother uh is a teacher and he challenged uh, me to do this and he's challenged us and the family to do this and i don't know if everyone's doing this or if this is his thing or if this is part of a movement he said that uh, he's doing a thing where he, he takes out of the back of his hand and he puts a V on it for victory. And then the initials of service members that are important to him. And uh, he asked me to make a graphic and I put it up on my, on my socials today. And so the four quadrants for him uh, was uh, RW, my, the guy I'm named for, Ron Woodfield, uh, who served part of the greatest generation, would never talk about the war. He just came home with quiet dignity he was uh, in the, the VFW, raised six kids, worked hard, and was just a dedicated guy, uh, the, an honorable man. Uh, but it, uh, he talked to me about the war one time in my entire life. So RW in, in one corner. My dad name, RU, served honorably in Korea under some very sort of unusual personal circumstances. Never complained about it. Like, if it had been me, I'd have been complaining about that for the rest of my life. I've never heard him complain about that. It inspires me every day. Mm. So on his hand, you got RW, you got RU, and then for me, my, my brother. So another RW. Served in the Army, then went on to the National Guard, uh, flew on missions, did all, all kinds of stuff. Had to get a, a, a um, deferment from his senator to re-up in the the National Guard because he had uh, aged out and he wanted to go back and serve again after 9-11. And then the final quadrant for me is, is SW, Sammy, my niece, who's currently in the Air Force as we speak, doing top secret stuff. So I don't even, she can't even tell me 
what top secret stuff she's doing. She's got that kind of clearance, and uh, I don't even know what she does, but it's top secret. It's Air Force related, and so we now have pictures going around our family, and I I hope this is a thing that spreads. Uh, So when you see someone, it's a giant V on their hand and the initials of the significant service members on the back of their hand. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. You know what's interesting about that on a Veterans Day? I think of this because there's 360 million of us right now, according to the latest census. 360 million of us as far as uh, Americans go. And when you think about the men and women that have served in this 15-year war we've been in, it's less than 2 million. So Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, because the technology is now so good. And when Donald Rumsfeld was working for the administration a couple of administrations ago, his job was to come in and say, you know what, we're going to use more technology. We're going to use more smart bombing. Uh, We are going to use more drone technology, and we're going to need less people. And we're going to have smaller armies. And that's exactly... That's exactly what it's like. That's why we went to war in Iraq and Afghanistan. Then all of a sudden, Hurricane Katrina hit in the Gulf South. Uh, Everybody from Louisiana, guess where they were? Uh, They were over fighting in Iraq and Afghanistan. So they didn't even have the National Guard to call up because they'd already been called up. So I think about it now. Uh, My mother has been going through a lot of our old pictures. She sent me a picture. It's a picture of my father when my father was six. I've never seen a picture of Hmm. my father as a child. He's six years old, and my father would go on to serve. Then it's his five sisters, my aunts, and I knew a couple of them. Uh, And then it's my grandma, my cookie grandma, and her husband. And evidently, her husband, who's my grandfather, and I never saw him alive. It's the only picture that I've ever seen of him. Uh, It was Grandpa O'Neill. And what was interesting is the story was about my grandmother. And again, it would have been half the population that we have now, because this would have been back in the 40s, half the population early 40s and she would stay up all night and she worked in a machine gun factory making machine gun clips and inspecting machine gun clips and then she would come home she would sleep and then she was also a telephone operator during the day and she was raising these six kids my dad and his uh, his five sisters in the 40s you knew you knew somebody that was either over there somebody in your family brother sister cousin spouse partner you knew somebody uh, that was fighting in World War II. Or you were somehow giving up something uh, because you were a part of the war effort. And if that meant shutting down cities at night to save electricity, uh, if it meant going and showing up at a machine gun shop like my grandmother would in Chicago, Illinois, and inspecting clips, you would do that too. And now what's happened is our population has doubled and our armies have gotten a lot smaller. We don't always connect. We don't always know somebody because our uncle... Our aunt, our partner, they're not always connected to uh, the services like they were back in the 40s when armies were bigger, population was smaller, and everybody had to do their part. So I think it's a great reminder for all of us today and this week and this year when you see a veteran, because sometimes thank you for your service. It gets us out of a discussion that maybe they want to have with us. And what we learn is they want to talk about their service if you'll stop And you'll take a moment and you'll make that human-to-human connection. So, for all the veterans out there, on this Veterans Day, because that's when we're taping this, uh, podcast number 24, brought to you by Les Schwab and Les Schwab Tires, we just want to say hoorah, hoorah, semper fi, ding ding, and air power. And every once in a while, we're going to stop, and instead of saying thank you for your service, I'm going to ask you, what would you do? What aircraft carrier are we on? Where would you fight? Uh, Where were you during the Cold War? 
We promise to have those discussions with you. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Can you believe this? 37 million Americans go to bed each and every night hungry. 11 million Americans, those being children, 11 million children, they go to bed hungry too. Les Schwab is with you. They are tired of it, and that's why they've created a very special team this holiday season. And, Ron, we are going to take care of the hungry in Western Washington thanks to Les Schwab, right? Yeah, I'm so excited that we teamed up with Les Schwab, and you can help out. I know a lot of us start to think about other folks this time of year especially. Let's uh, participate in Drive Out Hunger. That's the name of the campaign, Drive Out Hunger with Les Schwab. We want to feed all those millions of folks that Don talked about. Stop by your local Les Schwab throughout Western Washington and bring in a non-perishable food item. So it can be canned foods. Don't get the sauerkraut. Nobody wants your leftover sauerkraut. Yeah. You know, when you go in the pantry, you're like, oh, this sauerkraut's been in here for six years. I'm taking no. Leave the sauerkraut there. We want the good canned no foods. No lima beans either. Lima bean, leave no. the lima beans behind. You, uh, you want uh, granola bars, bags of rice, bags of beans, the good non-perishable stuff, and bring that to your local Les Schwab by November 23rd. They have set up a cool webpage for us. You can find the one nearest you. Go to leschwab.com slash Ron and Don. Leschwab.com slash R-O-N-A-N-D-D-O-N. So find that and help drive out hunger with Ron and Don and Les Schwab. You're listening to my dad's podcast. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on ronanddonradio.com. All right, come on now. We heard your plea. Now you got three. Three episodes of the Ron and Don Show dropping every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And thanks to who? Next time you walk into a Les Schwab tire, thank them. Especially when you see my boy like Rich, for instance. Say, Rich, thank you for sponsoring the Ron and Don Show because we were only getting one episode a week and now we get one every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Ron, tell everybody how they can hit that subscribe button and our thanks to Les Schwab for bringing it back, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can go out to ronanddon.com and uh, sign up for our newsletter is one thing you can do. And then also when you're out there and you're listening... Giving us a rating, and I went through, we have over 750 ratings on uh, on iTunes right now, and thank you for each and every one of you that wow. did that. That helps the algorithm push wow. it out to other people, awesome. and so when you give us stars, uh, you give us uh, a comment, that's what the, the computer system's like, so we really, and then just sharing it on your social. You can take a, a copy of the link, put it out there on your social, and say, hey, uh, my friends either listen to Ron and Don, here's where you can find the show. That really does help us. All right, and don't forget Les Schwab Tires, they are home of the Les best tire value for the promise uh the best tire value promise and that just means for the life of the tire everything is free it's not like the guys across the street where you buy these silly certificates and then you go in there they upsell 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 uh les schwab is just going to take great care of you and they have everything on their computers when you walk in the store so let's say that you lost your paperwork like i did a couple years ago and i needed a new battery i went and they said no your battery's still covered because you have the less Schwab best tire value promise and the best battery promise and they put a new $109 battery in my rig and they nice. sent me on your way I don't have to pay anything for it so Les Schwab Les Schwab tires our thanks to them they heard your plea and now you got three so. well, one more story since it's Veterans Day and I found this today uh, in the uh, the failing New York Times and I just found it to be completely uh, one of the most fascinating things I've seen you you sort of turned me into a little bit more of a the World War II history buff than I was before especially when you and I uh, went over to the beaches of Normandy together which was a trip of a lifetime and 
I had never heard of Lieutenant Commander John A. Moore. Uh, he was one of the most decorated submarine commanders in World War II. His, his vessel was called the Greyback, and it had uh, sank a dozen Japanese ships and sent 21,594 tons of Japanese shipping to the bottom uh, of the ocean on its last mission. Very decorated. He'd won a couple of uh, stars. I believe it was, I don't want to get the name of the star wrong, uh, but he, whatever that commendation is, he'd won two of those. And so they're on the, they go out, they're sent out from Pearl Harbor. Uh, and then they're not heard from for three weeks. And so the Navy has to assume that this submarine had been attacked, but they couldn't find it. They didn't know where it was. And so they, someone had translated uh, a radio signal that they got from Japan, and then it just went into the log, into the history book. It was never found. There were 80 uh, families that had lost uh, a, a sailor that day and 80 families that wanted closure on this. And so it just sat there in the history books. It, it just got dusty. It got forgotten until a man in Kobe, Japan, who became fascinated with submarines when he was a young boy. His name is Yatsuka Izakaya. And he got fascinated with this. And for whatever reason, he went down to the records department and he had found the United States version of what happened to the Grayback. And then he went and he found the actual Japanese uh, radio transcriptions of uh, the Grayback. If you can imagine how much paperwork. He's doing this just on his spare time. This is his hobby. So he gets this. And so he's reading. And then you're like, Alexa. <laughs> right. How do I say submarine in Japanese? Right. Alexa. Yeah. And so he also knows Japanese and English. So he's reading the Japanese version uh, from their perspective of taking out a United States submarine. And he reads the coordinates that they give. And then he goes over and he digs out the American version of the same thing. He's reading through those uh, transcriptions. And someone had mistranslated one number from Japanese into English. And so when the United States went out to try to recover the grayback, they went to these specific coordinates. It was the wrong coordinates. Hmm. And it sat there for 75 years until uh, Yatsuka finds this error in the one digit. And so he listens back to the tape, goes back to transcription. He goes, this is off by one number. So he changes it in English to the right number. And he contacts a guy in the States that's trying to find all 52 of the United States submarines that went down. Hmm. And so this one was on the list, the Grayback. So they go out and they get a basically a drone, a, a submersible drone. And they start going to the new coordinates that had never been searched before. And they go uh, like uh, 100 feet above the, the floor, 1,400 feet of ocean, going back and forth with their little drone. This is just privately funded. And then they pull it back up. They take out the little memory chip or whatever is in there. And they say, wait a minute wait a minute, I'm seeing something on the ocean floor here. They send it back down, and they said they got chills as the camera on the, the submersible turn pans goes up, and they see a placard on the side of this vessel, a writing that says USS Grayback. And they said we were elated for a second, and then a split second later they realized they had just uncovered closure for these 80 families that had lost a service member on that submarine. So they tempered their high-fiving and celebration, and they had a moment and a service for those 80 
80 men in, uh, on, that, on that vessel right there on the ship uh, where they had found this thing. And so they went back and they talked uh, to, this, to this man in Japan, this man that we were at war with uh, and how he brought together uh, the, the two countries now 75 years later. And he just said, this has my, been my lifelong hobby and my lifelong passion. And he felt a sense of honor that he was able to help in the, the rescue or help find this. And then they went and they, they talked to a family member of someone whose grandfather was on that. And they said, my, my grandparents never got over that. And on the headstone, because they never had a body to bury, it just said lost at sea or lost in action. And so now they would have closure uh, for this particular uh, a man in their life. And I just found it to be incredibly moving uh, to hear that story. Yeah. Wow, that is a great story in the Veterans Day, isn't it? And I imagine they're not going to recover it. They're just going to preserve whatever they can preserve. Well, they know where it is now. Yeah, because now it's holy ground, right? And uh, a lot of times what they do then is they'll have a second service where they'll allow surviving family members uh, to come out, lay a wreath. And uh, they've done that a lot for veterans uh, over the years. So we come back. Uh, and our thanks to Les Schwab today for bringing back the Ron and Don show three times a week. Our thanks to them. Uh, we come back. When it's all said and done, uh, how do you want to go? And how do you want to be remembered? And where do you want to be left? There's some surprising new research that says that a lot of us no longer want to be buried in cemeteries. We want to have something else happen. And we'll talk about that next. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network and ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, listen up. The holidays are upon us. Here's what we want you to do at the Ron and Don Show. Stop by a Les Schwab Tire location. There's 85 of those throughout Western Washington. How do you find a Les Schwab Tire location? It's easy. Just go to LesSchwab.com. And when you stop by, I want you to do two things. One, ask them to check out your car. Check out that rig. They're going to put it up on a rack, charge you absolutely nothing to do it. Just tell them that you're part of the Ron and Don Nation. It costs nothing. They'll put it up on a rack. They're going to check your brakes, check your batteries. They're going to check your tires, need chains, you need cables, whatever you need. They're going to help you with that. Again, to find that location near you, go to LesSchwab.com. While you're there, go to LesSchwab.com slash Ron and Don and bring bring some food with you, right? Yeah, that's right. We're doing the Drive Out Hunger Campaign with Les Schwab. This is what I love most about Les Schwab, other than the fact that they fixed my tire for free when I got a flat. Besides that, they are always looking for ways to give back here locally and be involved in the community. There are many, many tens of thousands of people that go to bed hungry hungry every night in the, in the state of Washington. They want to help out. And so bring a non-perishable food item to a Les Schwab location near you. We're talking canned food, granola bars, bags of rice, bags of beans, all the goods, non-perishables by November 23rd. Go to LesSchwab.com slash Ron and Don for a location. Yeah. And don't forget, you got three episodes of the Ron and Don show every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And that is thanks to Les Schwab because they're paying for it, you guys. So Les Schwab, let's say it together. Doing the right thing. You know it matters. You're listening to the Ron and Don Show. And yes, my dad's pretty annoying. All right. Well, I don't forget the Ron and Don Show today, also brought to you by Ron and Don. We are licensed brokers, and we do something called the Ron and Don Sit Down, where you just grab a cup of coffee with us. We did this with our friend Mary the other day. We did this with our friend Peter, who we went, uh, met with this morning. We just sit down, and Ron, what do we do during that cup of coffee besides me always having to make 
the coffee, but right. you do a pretty good job of bringing the mint, so thanks for that. What What is the sit-down or the coffee all about? Yeah, my biggest goal is to listen to you, figure out what it is, where you want to go. Like when a, when a transition point hits you in a life, whether it's uh, moving, upsizing, downsizing, a death in the family, a divorce, a child, something where you need to expand your family, it's listening to that story and then figuring out what the game plan is. And even some folks that contacted us recently said, this could be 18 months from now. Is it too early for a run and on sit down? It's like, nope. Like, let's start planning it now, get that game plan together, and then when it comes time to hit the go button, you're ready. It doesn't hit you by surprise. Yeah, our friend Caitlin reached out to us last week. We're going to meet with her on Friday. We're going to have her on and on sit down. We're going to have a cup of coffee and just try to kind of figure things out. She's gotten a little older, and she's like, you know what? I own this property free and clear. Should I stay in this property? And maybe she should. Or... Should I do something uh, different? Should I downsize? So we're going to go sit down and do a run and done sit down. If you love to sit down with us, we'd love to sit down with you. No matter where you are on that real estate journey, we are licensed brokers with Windermere. We'd love to hear from you. Don O'Neill at Windermere.com. Ron Upshaw at Windermere.com. And all of it is up at ronanddon.com. Before we get out of here today, we've been talking a little bit about veterans. And it was interesting. You brought up Omaha Beach. There was something very powerful uh, last year when Ron and I uh, went to the battlefields and we stood there on the beach where young Americans came uh, ashore, where Canadians came ashore, where the Allies came ashore, where thousands of ships were lined up there in Normandy. And then a 77-day 77, uh, ba- uh, battle ensued. And I thought Normandy was just one, two, three days. It wasn't. It was... The British were there, the Canadians there, we were there. We stormed those five beaches, and you stand on those beaches, and and then you hear about the 101st Airborne for the first time ever in war uh, parachuting in. And for 77 days, uh, they would fight, and there would almost be a half a million casualties on both sides as a result of that 77-day fight. Here's what's interesting and what was powerful to us. When we got all done on those beaches— Then we went up into the cemeteries, and there was something about walking through that cemetery, seeing these young men, mostly men, but also women, seeing their names, seeing where they were from. So it would say, you know, Joe Smith from Massachusetts, and then also you could see that he was only 18 years old. Yeah, like private first class. 20 years old. Yeah, just, oh, there's something about having that marker uh, in the ground. And that's what's interesting about this news story that's out today. It says, as cremation becomes now more common, than people being buried for the first time. Yeah, in a traditional in a traditional burial in a traditional graveyard. They said that over the past four years now, cremation has surpassed burials as the most popular end of life option in the United States, and this is according to National Geographic. And this is what's incredible when you think about your loved ones. They say now they can be pressed into vinyl, so you can make a vinyl record out of them. Uh, you could also create uh, help create a marine reef. Or you could also compress them uh, into diamonds. And as I was reading through this, I don't know if I want to be compressed into diamonds or made into a vinyl record, but I do have a friend by the name of Janine, and her father had died a number of years ago, and he's a first responder. He's a police officer. And I think one of his final requests was to be wherever she traveled to take him with. And so she has his locket, and she has these particular pictures that she takes. And those that know Janine and know her father, we know what she's doing. She's basically going out because she travels around the world. She's a world traveler. And she leaves his ashes in very significant places, takes pictures, and then send those pictures back. Some of those places are places that her dad has been. Some of those places were places he always wanted to go. uh, And then he got sick and he wasn't able to go. So in a beautiful way, because of cremation, 
uh, she is able to literally spread her dad all over the world. And I know, I know a lot of people do that. You'll see some people do it at football games sometimes at the 50-yard sure. line. And you're not supposed to. And evidently, you're getting big trouble for that. But I don't know that people have ever gotten trouble for that. What was your take on this as you were reading through? Because the other angle here is people want to make sure if we're doing cremation, a lot of people will do that because they think it's greener for the planet. But is it really greener for the planet national geographic looked into that too yeah yeah they uh they say pretty much not that it's pretty got a big environmental footprint i it's it's weird for me when you just look at the stats and the reason they say that because it takes two tanks of gas to create 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 enough heat yeah if you go if you go uh fill up your truck twice that's how much gasoline it'll take energy yeah yeah in order to uh cremate you or somebody you love and so i know the national funeral 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 directors association just looks at these statistics oh there's a national i didn't know but i look to me it's like oh it's like to just break it down statistically on on burials just seems weird but that's just my own level of uncomfortness the one that they said so i've heard two things lately that have caused me to think one is they have a new one that is like cremation but it uses water so like high pressurized water, and they say either two things happen depending on your state, is that water stuff is gathered together and it makes great fertilizer, mm-hmm. and then they grind up what's left and give you the dust, yeah. give you the, the packet the same way you would get with a, with a cremation. Or it just goes in through like a filtration system and is like down the, down the drain. Hmm. So you're just like, whoop down with everything else that goes down the drain uh with the the parts that they go through this hydrolization process so that was a little weird to me uh and but there's something i heard i was listening to tim ferris the other day his podcast and he said if they'll allow me because someone asked him about this he's like if they'll allow me he goes i kind of would like to go back to the earth for this reason all of the stuff i've consumed over my lifetime all of the plants all of the animals all of the resources, all of the fabric, and just all the the sheer volume of stuff that I've I've consumed. All the Starbucks. Yes. Oh. If I could go back and become nutrients for the planet, he goes. That to me seems full circle. It seems like I have consumed my whole life, and now I'm going to give back, even if it's in a small. But if way. you're not formal- without, without the formaldehyde yeah. and without this, like wrap me in a shroud. Put me in the earth. Let me go back to the earth. Well, and then chances are an animal is going to dig that person up and they're going to eat Not them. Not if it's six feet under. No, they'll dig That's them up. That's why they say six feet under. No, they'll dig them up. Plus, you, they stack bodies now in graveyards, right? So it's like one, two, three. They're stacked on top of each other. So if you want to get ripped apart by some coyotes, go ahead. I can see you people getting really upset about uh, a fertilizer. Does it matter to you? I know a lot of people, because that's not you anymore. Like my sister, for instance, she is buried in a graveyard, but she's not buried in a graveyard to me. I've never returned to the graveyard where her headstone is. I will say this, though, like to my mother in that generation, it is very important that she has a place to go on her birthday or Christmas or whatever to see her daughter. Super important to that's my what mom. I, that's what I, I don't care for me. So I'm I really glad care, it's there for her. I would care for other people. If it's significant for them. To come see you? To come have some sort of headstone or whatever, that's fine. But I don't know. No, we're talking about need, you, though. No, I don't need one. What yeah. am I going to care? I don't know. I'm going to be gone. I'm not going to care. I'm right. going to take all your stuff. So, yeah, you got it. I don't no. care. Anyway. Anyway, hey, uh, thanks for stopping by and listening to episode number 24. Our big thanks to the Les Schwab Tires. And here we go into the holidays. They are going to be doing some great stuff for Thanksgiving. I can't wait to tell you about. And also some great stuff for kids and toys because they want to make sure that every child in Western Washington has a toy. 
as we head into the holidays. Yeah, they are wonderful. Every time I sit down with the guys from Les Schwab Tire and I want to talk uh, tires and I want to talk uh, brakes and I want to talk batteries, all they want to do is uh, talk about helping people. Isn't that right, Rich? That's right. All you guys want to do is talk about helping people all the time. Because that's what they do at Les Schwab. They are little angels dressed up as tire guys. That's what they are at Les Schwab. All right. Hey, uh, would you share episode number 24? Because there's still so many people out there that are still searching for the Ron and Don show. And we heard your plea. So now you got three. Three episodes of the Ron and Don show every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's when we're going to drop it. And if you hit subscribe, it'll just start showing up, right? That's right. Apple iTunes and the podcast app. You can do Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Anchor FM, whichever one you got. Hit subscribe, and it'll automatically show up in your feed. All right. Keep your head up, your shoulders back, and we'll see you for episode number 25. And don't forget, we are licensed brokers with Windermere. If you need to reach out and you're ready for a Ronning Don sit-down, let's have a cup of coffee together and find out where you are on your real estate journey, just like Peter did this week and Mary did this week. We got Peter, we got Mary. Where's Paul? We need a Paul to contact us because we got a Peter and a Mary, all right? You keep your head up and your shoulders back. We'll see you here next week. All brought to you by our good friends at Les Schwab. Yeah, it's the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. You should buy a shirt. It's the Ron and Don Nation t-shirt. $5 goes toward helping kids. It's Cops Helping Kids. Find out more at ronanddon.com.